Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast. We are on episode number 43 and I am Jess. And I am Sasha and you might be able to tell from my milky voice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm using a microphone today and we're actually testing it so let's just hope it works and if anyone notices a huge difference then please let us know because we would like to up the quality of our recordings. We are, we are in the game. I'm, I'm going to sort a mic out as well. And we are in the process of rebranding. Yeah. New logo. Um, yeah. So I just think it's nice to, we've been doing it for long enough. It's not as if it was a phase. <laughs> <laughs> the phase is well and phase. truly, over. just a phase. So the phase is well and truly over and we're in it now. Um, so yeah, hopefully this sounds better quality um, than normal. Um, today we're going to talk about. So basically, Jess is Jess has her marathon on Sunday, Manchester Marathon, April third. Um, and we thought what we'd do is talk about her training for it, and also talk about when you are training for a particular event or something that's not necessarily just you know like training, like I do, like a lot of us do. Um, you know, for general strength, um, you know, health, general fitness, what kind of stuff you have to keep in mind and what kind of stuff um, you may have to sacrifice depending on resilience, recovery, what the goal actually is. And just, yeah, we thought it'd be interesting because Jess has been doing this for a long time now. Um, and because I programmed it, it will be very easy for us to talk about. Both parties involved. Yeah, baby. So Jess, um, this is, a, a, I guess you you introduce, you know, kind of what you've been doing and, and your experience with it. Yeah, so um, if you guys remember back in, I think it was episode 11 or 13, we had mm. Sasha's mum on the pod for the first yes. time. And we got talking about um, what she'd done with the health and fitness and, and both her and I were talking around the marathons that we'd done in the past. Yes. And Sasha's mum has done quite a few. Yes. I'd only done one up until um, that point and mm-hmm. still this point until Sunday. <laughs> and um, when we were talking about it, it just got me thinking, I kind of feel like I want to do another one, you know. And the thing is with the marathon, it's it the feeling, obviously, of when you do it, I can imagine is similar. And I can't relate, but I can imagine it's similar to childbirth. You forget <laughs> how awful certain parts of it is after and getting your tattoos yes yeah you're like yeah you're literally like do you know what I think I just love it like it's just so fun and then (laughs) and then you forget about all the 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 cold dark runs the like like Sash said the sacrifices that you have to make the um the days where you don't want to do something um but I um, wanted to go back and do it again. I did London in 2019. Obviously, we had a few years where we couldn't really do a lot anyway. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just feel like I've got had a bit of unfinished business because I felt like I could probably do better. And for me, it is um, not like the first time in the sense the first time it was like, I will be happy if I complete this. I'll be happy if I cross the line because I've never run that. The furthest I'd ever run before, that was probably between 10 to 15K. Wow. So before I did the marathon, that was like the furthest distance I'd ever done. Um, and for me, it was just completing it. I did it for charity last time. So the reasoning behind it was for that reason, it was like for a cause, it was really close to my heart. It was something in that sense. Whereas this time I thought, I'm just going to do it for me. I just want to do it just to see how I can get on training more effectively. I've got lots, uh, a lot less demands now than I did then. I was working three jobs before. I was working probably like 10 10 plus hour days, like um, working all those different jobs. Um, my recovery is better. I understand training more. I understand running more. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to have another crack at it really. Mm. And um, actually I coached myself through it last time. So it was nice to have like someone else in my corner mm. to discuss the things that normally you have to just wade through on your own. Yeah. Um, so what did what was your training like for your first marathon London 2019 so I started um so it's it a similar time um London is the end of April Manchester is at the beginning of April I probably started training in October whereas with this one I probably started in September ish mm-hmm. 
but we were doing a little bit of running before, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily anything marathon based, but um, so training duration wise, it's probably been the same. But I was very much driven by miles on the first one or distance. Um, I also uh, struggled to fit strength training in. It was very hit and miss. Um, And even though I knew it was a massive benefit, like I I knew that it was going to help, I genuinely didn't have enough hours in the day to fit it in. I I was struggling so much. And for me, having never done a marathon before, I was like, I just need to get the, the miles in. Um, I was doing something similar. I was running three days a week, but um, the the strength training and, and I was a hell of a lot more active. I was doing maybe on average on my just working days, like 20,000 steps a day anyway. So it, it was like, the, yeah, the energy of thinking, right, and now I've got to do a strength session and stuff. And I just didn't have the capacity um, as a byproduct of that. I had an injury in January 2019 where my IT band flared up and it was like literally like an electric shock through my leg it was the worst I had to call Matt twice on two runs to come pick me up like 10 miles away from home because I was in so much agony um and I also had plantar fasciitis in my foot luckily that was only for like three weeks because some people have that for months and months and months but I just didn't do anything for for a month of my training I I took a full four weeks off and cycled and swam instead to keep my aerobic fitness up so injury was was what was the byproduct of training not as effectively last time. And the fact that I've got through this process without any injuries, I think goes to show that I've trained a lot more effectively this time. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, that, there's a lot in that. And I think one of the main things to think about is that I think because running a marathon or a 10K or a 5K or even a 1K, if you're a beginner, it's like, it's not... It's not just as easy as let's just try and run that far. Mm-hmm. It's um, I've got a, I always remember in my my running book that that Mass and Dan got me for my thirtieth. Just before the marathon section at the end, it basically says in in a kind of a funny way, um, if you're stupid enough to continue mm. from your training and now you're going to do marathon, you know, here's here's our advice. And it's a thousand page book, so it's like there's a lot in there. Um, running a marathon is or expressing a marathon properly is not easy. Now, obviously, you see people running it on TV wearing a, a Snoopy outfit or a, a <laughs> fucking post box on their head or whatever. <laughs> and the thing is, that's totally fine. It's for charity. And, you know, we all buy into it and it's great. You know, you watch it on TV and the energy's there. And it's, but you have to remember that these people are just getting round. They'll probably walk, they'll probably run, they're doing it for charity. It might have been for a loved one or whatever. And, and I'm I'm all here for that. But it depends what you want to do. So when Jess said to me that she wanted to run a marathon, you know, we had a big chat around like, okay, what is the goal for the marathon? Mm. If someone said to me, the goal for the marathon is I just want to complete it. I just want to get round it. The training would look a lot different for if they said I want to complete the essence of what a marathon is which is to run 26.2 miles yeah, yeah. Don't forget <laughs> um, the point two. yeah it's 0.2 so Jess's training she had September September October November December January February March seven and a half months that is not long so people say oh that's ages it's not it's not long at all however mm. Jess already had the prerequisite of being able to run aerobically so we were, we weren't as far along as in an ideal world, but we were a lot further along than a lot of people who went on a few runs and suddenly decided to run a marathon. Um, so we'd already basically done the the big running progression from from beginners to let's train for a marathon. So obviously it wasn't ideal having only seven and a half months, but it was fine for what we wanted to do. So I was like, yeah, okay you know, let, let's, let's do it. Um, so the idea behind Jess's training was to keep her two strength sessions in no matter what. And we have done, you know, I think you missed maybe two or three in the yeah, whole time. But, yeah. Probably missed two or three. I had, I had that, that bite on my leg that made my leg. Oh my God. Night. Yeah. Then, I remember that. And then I had COVID two weeks yeah, ago. There you go. So as you can see, 
just wanted to do this properly and it's really important to keep the strength sessions in so obviously as Jess said before with timing and everything the idea of strength training is well from, from my experience and from what I know is you do really basic stuff that's really low risk you know she's not going to be doing any anything like dynamic or like power cleans or split jerks or like I don't know crazy shit it's like do stuff that she knows she can do obviously utilize some kind of progressive overload but you don't want to be doing max contractions and like just because your focus is on the running um so we kept that dead simple maybe 45 minutes twice a week and it was just in there no matter what um obviously if she couldn't do it on the days that I'd set then you know she'd write in the day that she did it the runs around that were based around accumulating time the amount of time that she wanted to do the marathon in which it was for you did 415 and you wanted it down to four right 414 yeah 414 down to four though so again this isn't me like being condescending or anything but for the untrained eye you'd think 14 minutes is that it you know it's like that's not long it's like oh my god it is (laughs) that is huge I said that to Matt I was like I don't know if I'm being a bit ambitious but Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get I'm gonna have a crack and the thing is realistically if even if I drop like seven minutes off that's massive oh my god it's huge and that's why you know 14 to 4 is really really tough so again let's go back to Jess's intentions around the marathon if she wanted to, if she wasn't too bothered about time, but she wanted to get around in a better and then finish in a better state than she was last time, as in she wanted to get around and then finish and wave to the crowd and go and have dinner with me, then her training will be a lot different than if she wanted to whack 14 minutes off. So again, it's about when you, if you think about doing one of these things, what do you, what do you want out of it? And some people say, oh, it's not that deep. And it's like, it is when you're about to dedicate... (laughs) hours and hours a week Mm -hmm. to this so it is that deep something I also find is what when you're doing these types of things is and it's the same with any health and fitness goal you probably feel the same when you do your consultations as to when Mm -hmm. I do when you first ask somebody what are your goals some people know straight away they're like Mm -hmm. this 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 then you get some people and go I don't really know and Mm -hmm. that's also okay because sometimes goals present themselves the more you do something the more you Mm -hmm. start to see where your strengths are where your weaknesses are um like I knew very well that when I first started training for my first marathon I didn't have a clue of what a good time was I didn't have Mm -hmm. any idea of what my ballpark should be until I started to train and get more and more and then I thought oh actually that four hour mark seems like a good place Mm -hmm. like that's where I would like to aim um and I think I said between four and four thirty would have like would have been and I hit like bang in the middle so Mm -hmm. um like I think that's it sometimes it presents as you do it more and that's also fine as you get Mm -hmm. into it but like having a coach there to discuss this with is useful um whether you're being realistic whether you're doing the things that you need to um and and it's not someone putting you down if they say I don't know if that's going to be a little bit out of reach. No, absolutely. Just trying to set the expectations of um, like the whole smart goal thing. Like, is Mm. it realistic is one of the things, isn't it? Is it realistic with where you are having never done something or having never, you know what I mean? Someone saying, I want to do a pull up in three months. It's like, that ain't realistic if you've never done, <laughs> never ever got been in a gym or held, no. held a bar from above. Like it's not. <laughs> no. And I, I think that's why, so Jess and I would be doing you a disservice if we lied at the beginning mm-hmm. so if Jeff for example if Jess had said to me that she did a marathon in 414 in 2019 but she was injured and she felt terrible and it was a horrible experience because running a marathon when you're not prepared for it is a horrible experience um I've never done a marathon but I've run a 10k with no training and I hated every single waking minute of the entire thing because I was completely unprepared and it hurt because my body wasn't ready for it so it you know it's all relative um but if Jess had said to me I want to go from 414 to 330 I would have been like well steady on there (laughs) yeah we got only got seven months I'm a PT not a magician (laughs) 
yeah <laughs> so yeah. I would have been so obviously not in that con- well then again because it's Jess and I know her so well I probably you know I could have been a bit like oh steady on the um with it, yeah. yeah but if it was you know this is just okay so you did 414 in three years ago and it wasn't a great experience um we you know want what? you the marathon yeah. itself wasn't that bad right the marathon the tra- wasn't that bad but the training yeah. was the training, yeah, the training I did find hard. Um, mm-hmm. We talked, we spoke about it today on the call, mm-hmm. didn't we? Recovery, like a true expression mm-hmm. of your ability is often in how well you bounce back. Mm-hmm. The next day I was walking around London, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'd, re- it might, yeah, yeah, if you'd asked me to go out and run again, probably not. But <laughs> I was I was absolutely fine the next yeah. day in regards to how I felt within myself. So, I think there was an element there of there were some things I had done right mm-hmm. because I wasn't like absolutely crippled. No. A massive success for me was that I didn't lose any toenails because that freaked <laughs> me the hell out. Stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like she wanted to take some time off and recover from it. And, you know, when you see the professional, I'm not saying that just as necessarily a professional, when you see them cross the finish line and like, woo, you know, if you see someone cross the finish line and they fall onto the floor and, and so, throw so, up did I yeah yeah but you, you fell in, you fell into a um the st john ambulance arms. <laughs> perfect to be honest <laughs> hold me <laughs> hold me please um so yeah we we wanted to train for the marathon properly fully express what a marathon is which is running 26.2 miles not feeling terrible and feeling like you know, we are fully prepared for what we were doing and we wanted to train for it in that way as well. So as Jess just said, like the actual marathon was was fine, but the training for it was super, super hard. So the thing is with marathon training is that the actual act of training for a marathon is hard in a mental way rather than if you are ready for it, like Jess was, if you weren't, then obviously it's totally different, but we're using Jess as, as an example here it's not hard it's mentally hard as in Jess is running a minute slower than her target marathon pace which is not fast yeah it's not fast it Jess actually struggled running that slow because it Mm -hmm. felt so slow for her um but because obviously when you start training you're not going to run at race pace instantly because you'll be in a pickle a few months mm-hmm. in and you won't be able to carry on so it's really important that at the beginning stages all you're doing is training for um volume rather than speed because speed is the thing that catches people it's not the length yeah so if I went out now for example and ran for 30 minutes super super slow I'd probably be okay if I went out and ran for 30 minutes quite fast I'd be fucked mm-hmm. volume first intensity second that's the principle it's not just with running that's kind of with anything in in fitness yeah if you think about you building up to a big lift yeah yeah Yeah. you you build you accumulate so with a marathon you accumulate that time first so and you if you haven't accumulated the time there's no point trying to go faster because you can't do the the volume yet Mm -hmm. so this is where a lot of people um who train for a marathon they just think oh, I'm just going to go for a run I just need to keep I need to keep running more each week and they don't necessarily think about recovery pace um volume and, and you know and I don't expect them to know why would they mm-hmm. <laughs> you know which is why it's fun it's fun and to talk about it and it's fun to coach someone through it because it, it you can guide them through and help them understand why they're doing certain things so Jess is running which is where we come into the sacrifice like Sunday find me a running program online or in a book or whatever where this where there isn't a long run at the weekend mm-hmm. most people have full-time jobs it's their only time where they can do a big run so if you think about Jess's run on a Sunday which got up to you know three and a half hours without COVID it might have gone a little bit longer but yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> um with things like that what Saturday night got to look like? Pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> pretty fucking dull. So it's been pretty, really dull for the last, especially since January, which yeah, where the where the volume has gone up. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, of course, if if Jess wanted to go out on the piss every Saturday, she could have done. 
because not my I'm not going to say no I'm not going to tell her off however just think how her essentially most important run of the week would then be ruined because she wouldn't be able to do it properly yeah so so that's about a conversation between coach and client like look I would I would strongly advise you to not drink any alcohol on Saturday and I would also strongly advise you to have a big meal and go to sleep on time Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to do that that's the thing this isn't a this isn't a like just it's not me giving instructions that's it's different between instructions and coaching yeah um and she did obviously because you know also Jess is a coach so she under she understands it more than the average person um but that ain't fun yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot it's it's and, and I say this quite often it's like I couldn't imagine um training for a marathon and having um other responsibilities and I know mm-hmm. people do I know people who have got absolutely kids, yeah and it's fine but you've got to have a very understanding partner I would imagine you've got to uh-huh. have other support systems for childcare and stuff like that because it's like my and it's as well it's like the Saturday nights are a bit dull mm. um um in the sense that and, and I'm not a massive drinker but I like the option of being able to go out and have something to drink if I want to like mm-hmm. that's that's always a nice thing mm-hmm. um I haven't done that in a, in a while um I, I probably went out for a, like a bottomless brunch in February with my friends yeah but I, I arranged my I arranged my runs around it, right? I did my mm-hmm. big run on Friday so that I could go out on Saturday so that if I did a drink, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a detriment. Um, mm-hmm. It was a smaller run before I went on Saturday morning, all that different type of stuff. But it's the Sunday as well. It's the, it's the time consuming bit. It's like, if you imagine if you're going out for three and a half hours, so I get up, <laughs> I get up, I have to have my breakfast before I go because it's going to be a big run. And mm-hmm. then need to wait. On average for me, it's probably about 45 minutes for it to digest, really. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm not going to get a stitch. So up 45 minutes for it to digest. Then I also need about 20 to 30 minutes of stretching and warming up before I get out the door. Then I'm out the door for three and a half hours. Then I come back in. Then I stretch for about 20 minutes as well. Um, then I have a bath for about half an hour because I need to soak and mm-hmm. um, like bath salts relax, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I relax and chill out. Then I get out. Then I'm like, oh, God, I'm so tired. Dry mm-hmm. my hair, whatever I need to do. Blah, blah, blah. And then I sit downstairs on the sofa and I'm like, I am knackered. And I'm like, I can't do anything else for the rest of the day. Nope, that's but, your day. But I've just absorbed about what, like five, six hours of my day on a Sunday exactly I doing a run and it's like and that's and that's me without children and other responsibilities and stuff like that to do absolutely and Jess does a big admin day on Monday but she doesn't do any training so it's day one we've said Monday rest day um so she's got that she can work from home and chill but this is when you have to think about your environment so if Jess's run was an hour in her life obviously for a lot of people that's long but Jess but that's you know oh, I'm just going to go and do my hour because she's accumulated that much time that an hour is now like 25% of her max capacity mm-hmm. so she's like whatever I'll do that um on then on the Monday it, it wouldn't matter she'd probably go to work be in the office if she was in one um if she had to pick up kids from school she'd be totally fine but that's when you've got to think of like 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 Jess just said it is possible but it's not easy and if you've really? got I don't know if you're high up in a company let's just say and you've got to be on the ball you've got to be there for meetings you've got to travel for meetings you've got two kids at home you've got um a husband who's also got a, a stressful job um you've got I don't a know a dog what, what do other people do you've got a uh, maybe your parent that you care for or yeah. a grandparent yeah you've got I don't know say you've got a grandparent that's ill you've got to go and visit them it's like I'm not saying that it's not possible with all that but it just makes it a lot harder mm-hmm. so if, if if a client came to me that wasn't Jess and said I've never ran before but I run, want to mar- run a marathon what I would do with them personally because I don't know them that well yet is I would map it out mm. and just explain to them that this is if from from a complete beginner isn't let's just say me because I would say with running I'm a pretty much total beginner you it's years because and also you don't know how how they're going to adapt to it 
because not everyone adapts to running very quick, but some people do super quick. My client, Matt, um, when we started running, he was super consistent, to be fair, like unbelievably consistent with his running. And he actually um, adapted a lot faster than, than we thought. So we were able to accumulate more time than we maybe thought at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, because he was a strength athlete, we thought, this is opposite end of the spectrum this is going to be grueling you're gonna this is going to be super tough but his ability proved us a little bit wrong in that but that's just a practice thing so again you never know you never know with this stuff Mm. he could have adapted terribly um no fault of his own it's just you know whatever um and it could have taken us quadruple the amount of time but it didn't but it could have and that's when you've got to be like okay, you're going to have to go out and do this many intervals on Thursday. Oh, I can't because I've got to pick up thingy. Okay, how about Friday? Oh, no, I can't because I'm in the office late on Friday. Okay, what about Wednesday? Oh, I'm um, my kids have got after school. It's like... Can you see where this is going to be a problem? Can you see how this is going to be a problem? It, do- it doesn't mean you can't do it. You just got to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? And that's and that's it. When we say about um, consistency with training, I think we spoke about it last week, didn't we? It's like the, it's not the end of the world if you miss a training session. No, when your course. goals are to feel fitter and stronger for overall health and well-being for the future, a session missed is session missed. It's not really whatever. The world, but yeah. When you've got an event, it's a little bit more like okay, well, one missed session can't turn into two. Yep. Like that's when it starts to get a bit more serious because if you've got a specific goal that's why the the planning and the preparation before you even get started and your coach understanding you as an individual is super important because if you get into week two and then these problems start to occur of your diary being so difficult to try and get runs in Mm -hmm. it's like what expectation have you got of completing that event in a in a safe way in a way Mm -hmm. that you're happy with that you've given it everything that you could possibly give it if that's what you're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. um and I think you, you mentioned just earlier about like it's it's the you said it once to me before about it's it, you, you're competing or you're participating right mm-hmm. and it's like depends on the individual because if you're participating you like you say you don't mind if you walk a bit you don't mind if you're with a mate having a laugh and you stay with them or you you yeah. can't they're picking you up it's fine but if you're going into it with a time an expectation of the performance you would like to give um which a lot of people are that way inclined as well mm-hmm then you then your training looks a lot different or yeah. it looks a lot more serious maybe is yeah the, is the, but, the word yeah that's a really good point um because like Jess said if it's just if someone came to me and they said oh it's just a bit of fun I'm just gonna do it whatever um my then my intention around their training was just to stop them getting hurt basically just mm-hmm. do it to the best of their ability don't care about time it doesn't matter. They're not, they don't, they, they just want to get around it really. Um, that's when I would just kind of make sure they're on their feet for a long time on a Sunday. Um, making sure their strength training again is super simple, just, you know, really not really very risky monitor some sleep and just make sure they're getting some good food and that's it really. Um, but that's why you need to know, you know, I think just, just, bef- just um, a couple of months ago, I said like, do you want to push, do you want to get four or are you not as bothered around time? You want to, you, ju- you, you just want to complete it in a really good state and feel really good about it. And she said, no, I want to push for four. Great. But I know that. So when I was doing her training, we, we had that in mind, mm-hmm. um, which is why like intention behind all this is super important. Again, I know people go, I, I keep saying this, but I hear it all the time. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's not that deep. It's like, it kind of is. It kind of is because your life is going to be dictated by this race for however long. So like, let's get it right. And if you're, if you're, especially if you've hired someone, it's like you've hired someone, you're paying them, make the most out of it. I think that's, it, it depends on the way the person's wired, isn't it? Whereas mm-hmm. for me, if I'm investing seven months of my life in something, <laughs> I want to, I want to go into it with, with a like specific reason outcome whatever that might be exactly but then some people don't really mind that much no and that's that's absolutely fine like and that's why it's important because 
the plans that you buy online, like we spoke about a couple of episodes ago, it's like those PDFs and stuff don't take that into consideration. Neither do they take into consideration that you're knackered from a week of work, that you're mm-hmm. you've had COVID, that you've got an injury, that you um that all these different little bits and bobs that you kind of accumulate those programs are like <laughs> doesn't matter you're doing more <laughs> this week <laughs> exactly so obviously I've looked at these programs many times um just to see because I've, I've had clients who um train with me one-to-one and then they've said they're training for a marathon but they just do one-to-one sessions with me so it's not full uh, individual coaching and they've shown me their program that they're going to follow and obviously if uh, uh, some of them have moved to a more like a full programming model which is which is totally fine but when I look at it and you're right Jess it says like um 30 minutes on 10 minutes walk times three whatever and then the next week it's 30 minutes on five minutes rest times three and I'm like but what if what if the 10 minutes wasn't enough but but the thing is that programs are free download so it's almost like oh you couldn't really call them up and be like hey um (laughs) excuse me it's like hold on you what did you pay for it nothing okay jog on then (laughs) (laughs) it's got a fuck all to do with me (laughs) so it's like do you want to do this or do you want to have just have fun with it and just see what happens it's like pick one and and this is why when when we spoke about it last week it's we spoke about you know like if you miss a session and people who beat themselves up when they first mm-hmm. start their health and fitness journey can you see now like when we talk about this how those sessions aren't irrelevant but they have much less weight than when you're trying to achieve a really big performance goal because it doesn't necessarily matter as much because you can dust yourself off and go again tomorrow because the goal is to feel fitter and healthier for life and it's like that's okay whereas when you're, I don't know, training for a bodybuilding competition, yeah, your coach is probably going to be on your ass if you yeah, keep missing tough sessions. shit. Yeah, literally, or if you keep missing your macro targets that they <laughs> set you or whatever they do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's where there's like a, a a gray area, and how some people sign up for like a, a bodybuilding style. You know, people might even sign up for a bodybuilding show. I've known people do that. One of my clients, um, Nicola, she. Uh, I've got I've I've been training her for years but when she came to me she'd just done a bikini show right kind of out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and she (laughs) bless her she was in hell she was in absolute hell and obviously now we kind of think oh my god what was going on there Mm -hmm. but it was going from just training to suddenly it was like no 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 it's just you're doing a show why did you miss yeah. that? Why did you miss leg day on the 12th of August or whatever? It's like, oh, uh, well, this happened. It's like, okay, well, when are you going to make it up? Oh, um, yeah. I'll have to do two. I'll do two days on Tuesday. Okay, good. Just make sure it gets ticked off. And some people yeah. are like, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, but you're doing, <laughs> you're doing a competition. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. And that's when it depends on the type of person you are. Maybe, maybe you think you respond well to that. Who mm-hmm. knows? Um, but that's when the element of, of, of sacrifice comes in. And, yeah. and this, I can tell you several times that there's been in the last seven and a half months where I've not wanted to go out for a run. Oh God, more than that, Abs- I assume. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. When it's been chucking it down in December and there's like no sunlight and I've got to go on a country road where there's no hedges and I'm getting blown sideways, like... And I'm soaked to my underwear. No, <laughs> it's not okay. It's literally but, but, but they're the runs that you do. And, and I always say that what I enjoy about marathon training is it builds mental fortitude. Absolutely. Like, it, it challenges me in a way that I'm never challenged in my everyday life because it makes me do stuff that I don't necessarily, not all the time, makes mm-hmm. me do things that sometimes I'm not wanting to do. But I get out, I get it done, I come back and I'm like, that feels quite nice that I've done the job. And that's not me going, oh my God, I've really pushed myself really um, to the point of total exhaustion. Mm. They're the runs where I was running a minute slower than my race pace. And it was a plod, but it was a mental fortitude because it was like, I am plodding in the rain. If mm-hmm. I did this quicker, it would be over. But I've got a time goal to meet. 
Therefore, it doesn't matter if I go quicker because I've still got to stay out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people maybe don't think about when they're taking on like a you know a, a fitness regime or whatever. It's like it it is whatever you want out of it. If you just want to train and I take like it's actually a perfect example that we're both on this call because yours and mine are polar opposite so it's good because you can talk about yours and like mine is like oh um I'll go to the gym on Monday morning and then on a Wednesday after pod I might have some lunch and then see if I can go in for a session and then on mm-hmm. Friday in between my morning and after lunchtime session I'll get a session in and then the mm-hmm. week after if I've got loads of admin on a Monday morning or a call like I sometimes do on a Monday morning a long one um I can't go then it's like but it but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter for, yeah and and I think that's it for me it was the same before I started marathon training and there's been days where I've thought oh do you know what? I'd really like to train in the afternoon but I'm better running in the morning so I'm doing them in the morning and that's going to replicate what is on race day so I'm trying to do more of that those types of things yeah absolutely and I think I don't want to take the importance away from people who train similar to what I do because it's just as important but the intention's different mm-hmm. you know when I go into my sessions I've fucking I've been doing this a long time now yeah I have mentoring and coaching but it's for a totally different reason so I'm I'm I've got to the point where I'm able to explore more um complex more complexity within my sessions and practice stuff that maybe for a beginner would be totally pointless mm-hmm but that's where I am and I, I you know I uh, the continuum wise I'm relatively high up um so that is my intention exploration building strength yeah. in positions maybe that I've not worked in before training my weaknesses which I now have time to do because you know I could do heavy lunges all day I do them but I don't need to technically become amazing at them like I can pretty much do whatever when it comes to that movement but like core wise I'm not necessarily that good so I'm doing a lot more of that a lot more pushing and breathing work different planes of of movement it's like it's totally different so although it doesn't sound as important as what Jess is doing it's important in a completely different way because it's important to me and hers is important to her so I don't want people to think that I'm just lazy and I don't do no, anything. No, not at all. And I think that's what we spoke about previously, which is like having that base of like overall, like um, like addressing your weaknesses, mm-hmm. um, not just focusing on your strengths, what you're good at, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because then that allows you, if the time ever came, if you wanted to do, some people it doesn't appeal to at all. If yeah. you wanted to do something that was a little bit more... Um, more like an event more yeah. something to build up to you've got such a great foundation yeah. oh my gosh like such yeah. a great base Absolutely. like for example if somebody um already had a, a greater running base than what I did they probably wouldn't have had to have done like seven months of a really big build there no. are some people who you will see who will go from race to race to race to race and it's like we well, yeah, because they've already got a really great foundation and they can and they can express it well and they can recover mm-hmm. well and they don't get injured. Um, which which just goes to show if you've got that that ability already there, that's a great position to, to be in. Yeah. Um, and I, I quite like that about fitness for me. Yeah, I love that. I think that's how I will probably, at least how I can see myself operating for the future, which is probably train with, with not many big goals at the forefront of what I'm trying to do in the sense mm-hmm. of like event-wise. But then when I fancy one, maybe once twice a year I'll just do it because I, I I'm looking forward to it yeah and then for example um next week after I've done the marathon I'm doing Snowden I'm not even thinking that that's a challenge because no, it won't be what, really what, yeah because what we've been doing <laughs> has already set me up, up for that what have I yeah. been doing in my training I've been doing tons of single leg work mm-hmm. I've been doing a hell of a lot of step ups I've been working on plenty of core strength mm-hmm. I've been working on my aerobic fitness with my runs okay, well, what do I need for to climb Snowden? Single leg strength, <laughs> core strength. And <laughs> it's like, okay, fitness. yeah, I'm going to be sound. So it's yeah. like, whereas like, and that's that's what's the benefit of having that, that, that ability to do those types of things. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about though is the, just because you can, 
doesn't mean you should. So yeah, that is. She mentioned about doing that ten k. Yeah, she she did it. Of course, she did it. But how was how was she afterwards in bits? (laughs) And I can relate because I did the Manchester ten k when I was at uni with very little training and was like. I remember thinking I'd actually run a marathon when I'd done the 10K because I was like, oh my God, what an, what an event. That was absolutely yeah. dire. That killed me off. Yeah, absolutely. And when I did it, um, I did it with my old client, Nikki, and basically my other client had to pull out and his company were running the marathon um, for a charity. And he had to pull out because he had to travel for work. And he basically said, Sasha, I've got this place. I've got two spaces, actually because um, him and his business partner were going and said do you want to do it and I I was with Nikki at the time and I looked at her and I was like do you fancy doing the Manchester 10k and she, she's a better runner than I am she was like yeah okay yeah why not um <laughs> don't regret it as such obviously because god it was it was 2018 so of mm-hmm. course I don't regret it but I was a lot less knowledgeable than I am now around this kind of stuff because since then it's caught, sort of been like an obsession of mine but it just showed that you train a speed as a skill it's like if if I do body weight deadlifts for a really long time I'm really good at body weight deadlifts it doesn't mean I'm good at double body weight deadlifts Mm -hmm. so if you run really slow all the time you'll be really good at running slow which is a bloody great skill to have but you're not very good at running fast you're so running slow and running fast two different skills body weight deadlift double body weight deadlift two different skills so I went from, <laughs> and because I didn't know any better, I just tried to do it without stopping and it was awful. My, it was actually my hip, uh, my hip flexors and my ankles that killed me for about two weeks. And I couldn't do any strength training for 10 days after that, which just shows me now, obviously, and now I know that I could not recover from that 10K. No mm-hmm. way. I was doing the, I was doing muscle contractions over and over again bang 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 I think I wore my fucking Nike fly knits <laughs> and I and I remember I wore two sports bras because I got I had I got big boobs and I, and I didn't have a proper sports bra and I had to just put this massive like granny one over the top of my other one and I just wore my little lululemon shorts and I just they went three two one go and I was like what the fuck is <laughs> going on but we actually Nikki and I actually crossed the finish line at the same time which was cute that is cute but it goes to show doesn't it it's like yeah just because you can doesn't mean you should I've had clients so many clients come to me and said oh well I did I've done a half marathon or I've done this um but oh my god my feet were in blisters or um I had I had a client say to me literally yesterday who I've just signed up that she did oh my god what race was it it was one in um it might have been a 10k you know I'm trying to think uh she she did a she did a race and she was like oh I was only young and I thought it was too cool for trainers so I did it in converse she was no. like I she was like my feet were so blistered they were messed up and it's like again it's like no if she'd been training more effectively there would have been someone to say by the way converse are probably the worst trainers you're going to run in like terrible running converse. but she didn't she just went straight in just did it then like blue lost a toenail or whatever and it's like well is there any wonder like it, it like it's it yeah when your body's giving you these little like um, <laughs> warning tra- warning <laughs> yeah if you were training your body would give you these little white flags of surrender in your training like how many times have you said to me in like um our like monthly catch-ups how's your how's your feet how is your how's your recovery all these things because what you're looking for is for me to say oh this is happening and then that gives you an acknowledgement okay well that's not right let's yeah. do something to alleviate that let's stop that some things you've just got to deal with like I said Sash like my bunions bloody yeah kill. but it is are you going to be able to change anything about the way that my foot hits the path no, no. I've already got good trainers like it's just the way it is yeah but there's absolutely. certain things where you can be like right like if my toenails are falling off are you yeah. trained as the right fit what's happening yeah. there like are you, yeah. are you cutting your toenails short enough? <laughs> All that type of stuff. Which is, which is why it's so important to have time. Mm-hmm. Because when you give yourself enough time, you're able to, you know, when I did Jess's first map out of her entire training, I left three weeks empty because you just never know. Um, uh, injury, COVID, um, 
uh, I don't know, a birthday, a wedding, there's always going to be something. So, but if you've got enough time, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when people just try and rush these things, maybe more than they should, which means if that happens, like tough shit, you need to go out and do. Yeah, you ain't got any run. other room. Which is, which is why, again, um, I think time is so important because it enables you to like learn about this stuff along the way. So I'll just use Matt as, a, as an example. Um, when he was out last week, he's been doing a lot of running like you. And he said that he noticed on his, um, I think it was his Thursday run, that his heart rate, which is usually really steady, like he, his heart rate is so low, it was elevating like ridiculously fast. And he stopped and went home. And I was like, fuck that. I was like, that's exactly what you should have done. Like, well done, because that's what you should do. That is your body being like, hold up. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Just stop. Yeah, yeah. Just stop. And in the running book, I sent it to you just as well, didn't I? If your heart rate starts going at an extremely high, unusual rate, you should stop before more damage is done. And he knew that because we'd had that chat. So it wasn't like, oh, God, I feel like a failure. I had to go. It was like, oh, I noticed this. So I stopped and went home. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Which is and why it's so important aware, to have that. And being aware of like what makes your heart rate be out of sync. Like you say, illness, stress, um, not, yeah, like what's like what's going on up, up in your Absolutely. head. What's, what's going on with your sleep. Um, for example, if you're going out and you're having four cups of coffee and then just going out for a run it's like yeah well there's no wonder your heart rate's like what the hell's going on <laughs> your heart rate it's would like, be high just sitting down if you had that <laughs> yeah it's like being aware of this is really important um so that you can get the best out of it and again it comes back to it's like what are you doing it for are you doing it for performance are you doing it for overall health and well-being because both of those you still need to be aware of yeah like what your body's telling you yeah but this is why like I love the whole coaching element of this stuff because excuse me if I wasn't coaching Matt or I wasn't coaching you through this then you we wouldn't be able to work it out so if you're on your own you obviously you're a coach so you would know and and Matt's a smart guy so he'd know he'd probably know as well but it's like sometimes it's so good to something happens in your training you know you send me a message or Matt sends me a message and it's like oh this happened today Mm -hmm. oh I want let's have a think about what that is okay well in order to stop that maybe we should before your next run let's have an extra rest day let's have a or let's have an extra rest day after that run because this particular run seems to be a little bit more tough I think we need a little bit more recovery for that that's the coaching element to it which is that's like so much fun well for us yeah (laughs) for nerdy people (laughs) maybe the average person's like yeah sure that sounds like great fun (laughs) but you two are right good crap on a night out oh we're we're not very good at parties honestly um (laughs) but that's like the whole fun of the coaching right and he'd laugh about it as well so I just think um if you are this isn't a plug or anything but like if you are looking to do something that is out of your comfort zone maybe something you've never tried before like if you want to do it do it get someone on because they'll enjoy it you have to remember that there's plenty of people out there that that this thing that's brand new to you is someone's speciality Mm. that's just like hiring a financial advisor or or hiring someone to teach you something it's like this person's been doing it for 10 years you're just starting like think how what you could get from that Mm -hmm. priceless so we don't have to do all these horrible crazy things on your own like team up yeah yeah, my, my friend's husband's just got into uh, the London Marathon and I saw him the other day and he was picking my brains and I was like, he was telling me because he's got a really busy job, he's got a, he's got a child, he um, runs an American football team on a weekend. Um, so he was like, it's just training the time, isn't it? I was like, this is where getting somebody to yeah. do the thinking for you because even in the nature of what I'm doing, yeah, I might be able to pull a programme together for my, for my running and stuff, but it's so nice, I cannot... And it, anyone who's got a coach can relate mm-hmm. it's so nice getting up in the morning and looking at your diary and going yeah, yeah. I'll do that yeah absolutely you don't even have to think don't even have to think and it's so lovely just going yeah that's that's my agenda that's what I'm doing and and there's n- zero headspace required apart from just doing the do yeah and it's, and it's more it, satisfying it's doing- 
isn't it's it? It's doing the do and it's yeah, and it's accurate. It, you know, it's 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 helping you. It's not hindering you. Exactly, and it's your do, as in it yeah. says, "Morning, Jess." <laughs> this is what you're doing today because this is what we've been working on and this is what your coach has programmed for you for this day because they know what happened yesterday and they know what happened the day before and they know what's happening tomorrow Mm -hmm. it's not download this template from www oh I I, I work on a Monday so I can't do it it's like well this program says Monday (laughs) yeah it's so true isn't it I feel like now we're just bigging up our jobs but (laughs) (laughs) to sign up with (laughs) link is in bio (laughs) um but yeah that that's great and I think we've just finished in an hour so I think that'll be a great time to to start but um I'm glad we did that I feel like that was like um something that Jess and I could have done off microphone (laughs) yeah because it was like a reflection um but yeah that was good I liked that yeah, for sure. And, and we've spoken a lot about running, but it applies to anything, guys. It applies to if you decide you want to do a triathlon or powerlifting um, or a big, a, a yeah. big hike, a power, yeah, powerlifting meet. Um, like, even though it's not our style necessarily, like mm-hmm. a bodybuilding competition, like all those different types of things, it, it, the same rules apply. Like, it needs to be bespoke, it needs to be individual. There's a reason mm-hmm. that you hire in expertise for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah deciding what you want to do and what the reason for it and it might just be for good crack or it might be a little bit more yeah do something do you know what I'm never gonna I'm never gonna be the world women's world record holder but I want to just see how how best I can do with the tallest time that I've got right now in my life and that's quite nice too I think it's bloody great Hmm. bloody great Bloody great. Right, guys. Um, episode 44 next Wednesday. Um, let's hope this microphone worked. And uh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, imagine, imagine. And um, yeah, as always, leave a review, like, share, whatever, Apple Music review, Spotify review, put it on Insta, tell your mates, tell your boss, whatever. Tell your boss, tell your pals, um, share it leave us a little review um on your story because mm-hmm. that's how it really helps um, yeah when people see that you're sharing it and you've taken something from it yeah it really does help spread the word absolutely and we shall see you next week see you next week see you guys. later bye bye